Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We are launching out a podcast series entitled Breadcrumbs, Truths Left to Us by Those Who Went Before Us. So over the next weeks, I am going to share with you from those who I draw deep encouragement from, who have gone before me on this path of real true discipleship. And I hope that it brings deep encouragement to you to know Him and to pursue Him and to let Him make it all real inside of you for this hour of history. So here we go, Breadcrumbs, a podcast series truths left to us by those who went before us. I hope it encourages you today to go deeper with him and to connect with me. Hey, everybody. So good to be together today for Breadcrumbs, part five. Here are some of the quotes that I want to share with you today. These are fantastic truths left for us by those who have gone before us. So anybody that knows me knows that I uh, have for about 25 or so years been reading a book called Ultimate Intention by Deverne Fromke. And this is where these quotes come from. And they have helped me tremendously uh, to come out of a self-centered uh, Christianity, uh, because for the first few years that I was born again, God was doing powerful, powerful things in my life, forgiving my dad for the many years of sexual abuse, getting sober and coming out of my uh, many years of drunkenness and establishing um, my husband and I in a really awesome church. And there were just so many awesome things that were happening. But as time went by and I became um, successful, if you will, uh, you know, I was sober. I was um, becoming more aware of my gifting and, you know, all of these kinds of things that to many people in Christianity, these things are the goal. And what began to happen ever so subtly was the good self uh, began to emerge more and more. And I thought, wow, I'm, you know, I'm doing so good. And I mentioned some of this in Breadcrumbs Part 1. But it was this book, uh, Ultimate Intention, that I finally picked up again as I emerged from this very dark time of being overtaken by uh, being overly impressed with myself and, and the pride of my life, my identity, my ministry, all of those kinds of things. So I know you, again, see the pattern of my, me, I. And the the deeper dealings of the cross of Jesus beginning to cut very deeply within to have to expose and sift and separate to me what was really happening inside that I could go from, again, thinking I was doing so well to being in a devastating place of denying the Lord and choosing uh, to um, let selfish ambition in the ministry take over, which led to sin and 
and, and all of that progressive devastation that goes on uh, when sin is indulged privately. Uh, it was this book that began to cut me open uh, to truly see that one of the major missing links that now was time to be really opened up and developed was sonship. That, yeah, I knew my identity in Christ, but who am I that to? Do you understand if you have an identity? Well, who who is that identity lived out with? And so if who I am in Christ, well, well who is that for? Uh, I'm connected to Christ. Why? Just so I can have a better life and I can be successful? No. This is where the church is missing it. And we want to, here at Nancy McCready Ministries, bring that redefining of discipleship. That discipleship is we follow the Son. And sure, we need to know who we are in our identity so that we can know that we are sons to the Father. That, that the fuller-orbed life begins to really emerge is when you realize you don't continue to live unto yourself. You now live unto Him, abiding oneness. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, before it even says that we are this new creation, You know that it says that Christ died so that men might no longer live unto themselves, but unto Him. Him. And so this is a huge deliverance that needs to come. And uh, the quotes uh, from chapter 10 in Ultimate Intention by Deverne Fromke, this is what I'll share with you, this one thing. Do you know how many there are that I could, I could do breadcrumbs forever, <laughs> this series forever, sharing these? But it's in this section called The Exchange Life. And um, it talks about that the word renew in Isaiah 40, verse 31, really means exchange. So that really Isaiah 40, 31 actually reads, but they that wait upon the Lord shall exchange their strength. And this is so uh, strong. And it is the crux of the fact that we as Christians, as sons, we exchange our old manner of life and resources for the life of Christ. And of course, he is the source of, of all. And it's quite personal to God because God means to be the source of man. He means to be all to us. And, you know, uh, A.W. Tozer it quotes him here in the book, says, I suppose it is improper to say that God makes his people strong, but we must understand this to mean that they become strong in exact proportion to their weakness. The weakness is their own, and the strength is God's. When I am weak, then I am strong, is the way that Paul said it. And in so saying it that way, Paul set a pattern for every believer. And this means that we literally are freed from our old human strength, which many of us have taken so much pride in. We are delivered from our uh, human strength, the self as source, and we are brought to the source of God himself. And yes, it is to the infinite power of God 
but it's to God. It's not just the, we're not brought just to the attributes of God. We are brought to God himself. He is our father. And so uh, this um, is leading to the main quote that I want uh, to share, because this is what I want to encourage every one of you in uh, today. You know, we're not called merely to just receive his life imparted to us when we're born again by the new birth. We are called, listen to me carefully, my friends, we are called to a full participation in the life of Christ. We are called to not just uh, receive the life, but to allow the full opening up of the life of Christ to be developed in us. So if we are continuing to allow the selfish purpose of life to dominate, uh, to just be focused on me, my, I, and very subtly fall into really the self-development of the good of man, which is the horror of all time, to, to choose to develop uh, and, and walk along the lines of self-improvement, self-awareness, uh, self-confidence, um, you know, self-esteem. It's all these things being drawn from self. So, and let me just back up here a moment. I don't mean self-awareness in the good sense is wrong. I'm talking about maybe being self-conscious may have been the better word for me to use. Consumed with self. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Being self-aware, I think, is a, is a good thing in the sense that it's an aspect of where the Holy Spirit, though, has to bring awareness to us of ourselves, because He is the Spirit of Truth, and He not only makes us aware, but then He's going to lead us to anything that He needs to make us aware of, say, where we are dominators in conversations, where you know, we um, are not aware of where we are in pride. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who does that for the sons. So in that sense, I'm definitely promoting that we need to become more self-aware, but the source of that self-awareness must be Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we go digging in ourselves. This is what self does, all right? We go digging in ourselves, analyzing ourselves, fixing ourselves, you know, all of that. And there again, we're still living independent. So even though we may have new life, we are not becoming a full participant in that life. We are not allowing ourselves to be matured by the one who has been sent to us, which is Holy Spirit. And therefore, oftentimes what can happen is what I want to quote as the main quote, which is this. It is the snare of this present hour that men seem to want a crisis impartation of his life for themselves, but have little interest in daily manifesting his life unto God. This, this is an eye-opening statement for the body of Christ right now, that this snare, this trap right now, is that we 
access God when we are in crisis, when we become worried. And obviously, I want you to access God all the time. But, but here's part of the problem is when I need a miracle, I press into God. Once I have the miracle, I say, thank you, God, and I walk on in my independence from him. You know, miracles are meant to open people up to the truth of the gospel. Yet what is the gospel is that God loves you. He's come for you and he wants to live as one with you. He created you for himself, you see. So miracles, if things stop at the miracle and we're ever so grateful to God, then we are still living in a crisis impartation of his life only for ourselves. And we want God to fix those things that are a crisis to us. So one of the things that I say to myself and I say to others is this is not an emergency. This is your life. You know, this everything can't be a crisis, an emergency, where we just rush in. I need God to do this miracle for me. And then I pretty much just go on with my life. And I continue to live independent from him. This, my friends, is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking in the body of Christ. Because the entire reason for us receiving new life, exchanging the old for the new, was to come back to him as life itself to us. And if that is missed, my friends, we have missed the mark all over again. Because in the garden, when Adam and Eve did not choose the tree of life, did not choose Christ, therefore did not choose the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, they chose themselves. And when they did eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they chose themselves to be God. They chose to develop themselves independent from God. And this is that separation that came. And this means that they missed the mark. This word sin is an archer's term, and it means to miss the bullseye. It means to miss the target. Um, and my friends, what happened in the garden is we missed him because he's the goal. He's the bullseye. He is the target. And when we sinned, meaning we chose to follow the power of hell and be seduced away, okay, and chose self to be God. And this is when we missed the mark. Sin is not about you misbehaving. Sin is anything, good or evil, that comes along to draw you out from your dependency, your oneness with them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if we are not careful in this hour of history right now, we are going to miss them all over again because we've come to trust in our goodness. We have come to think that life is about us. We are allowing this deep development of self, self-confidence, self-improvement, self, 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 when we are called to be sons to him, 
a bride to Christ, a temple for the Holy Spirit. And this crisis impartation means that I come to him when I need help. And if he doesn't help me the way that I, I think he should, then I become one who has deep controversy with God. As long as God does what I want, God is awesome. God is good. God is faithful. Well, when you don't get what you want, guess what? God is good. God is faithful. You see, my friends, God is not determined by the latest depth of you getting what you want. God is God, period. He is good and perfect. Whether you view him that way or not, whether you know him that way or not. And the danger in the body of Christ right now is that we know God based on how things are going for us, how the circumstances are. And I'm here to tell you that we are in a major shift and you have to know God by who he is, by gnosko, by the intimate knowledge of him personally that isn't based upon your current circumstance or the, or the condition of the world or how things are going. You have to know him. And this is what he wants to move you into and to come out of a crisis impartation of his life for yourself and come into being highly interested in moment by moment manifesting his life. And first and foremost, that's so that you and him can have this deep abiding oneness, this hidden life together that no one else really is meant to walk into. Now, they'll see the evidence of it, but they're not going to be in the secret place with you because it's only you and him in the secret place. So we want to be those who live this exchanged life that we exchange our old for his actual life. And then, my friends, that we would allow the true redefining of discipleship to come, which is where we now walk and follow Christ so that his life in us can be developed, that every spiritual aspect of his life, every characteristic of his life becomes ours in true experience. It becomes our way. So I've been saying this many times lately, is we cannot continue to confess as his sons that his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I know nothing of them. You know, it's like, hold up. When will we be able to say his ways are my ways? His thoughts are my thoughts because I am living in the exchanged life. I am not living in my old life getting better there has been an exchange. And I have given up the self-life that I might completely embrace his life as my life and then allow him to raise me through every phase of sonship that I would go from Nepios, which is the infant, into Technon, which is the, the toddler, then then growing into the Padeon, and then uh, ultimately it is into the weos of God, the mature son, the one whom God can send anywhere with anybody at any time to accomplish his will in the earth. 
Come on, my friends. Let's let him mature us. Let's decide that we want, because of who he's made us to be, we truly want the full daily manifesting of his life unto him and to this world, and I might add, to each other as the body of Christ. So I hope that this breadcrumb quote today from Deverne Fromke in chapter 10 of Ultimate Intention has encouraged you to realize your life is not an emergency. This is not an everyday crisis that just needs to be solved, and then you walk on independent from God until your next crisis comes up. But that you would determine today, I'm going to live with Him and in Him and for Him. And then He surely will be able to send us out anywhere, at any time, with anybody to do anything that is necessary. These are the times, my friends, for us to allow him to deeply develop our life in him so that we can walk with him. All right. I hope this has encouraged you today. I'm so glad we were together here on Tent Talk under the big tent of God's presence. Wow. We are the privileged, my friends. I love you all. Until next time. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.